So I hear you have a superpower. Mm-hmm. And that superpower is called ADHD. <laughs> I don't know if it's a superpower, but yeah, I have something like that. <laughs> wow. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Failure Effect, a show about reclaiming the word failure and turning it into success. Today, we're hanging out with David Mavenge, a.k.a. Nameless. He is a superstar we all know. And he's about to tell us about how he found out that he had ADHD yeah. and how this has become his superpower. So what, what yeah. when did you find this out? So um, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ADHD. Um, I used to see it, I used to hear about it a long time. Um, I have a nephew who also uh, struggled with it for some time. But I never really investigated what it's about and stuff like that. So about like two years ago, yeah, like coming like two years ago, I was really struggling mentally with, with, with my focus, with my motivation mm-hmm. in my career, my life. Because my, my, my career is really based on, you know, creating your mind, being in the right space. So I'm like, why, why am I not feeling the way I should be feeling? And I was just like, there's something off. You know, is this depression? Is this? So um, I remember once me and my daughter, because she was telling me about ADHD, and she's like, Dad, I might have ADHD. I'm not sure. So I'm like, you know what? Let's research on YouTube. Now this school of YouTube, my dear. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, we are in YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> we are part so of yeah, it. Right yeah, now. we're contributing <laughs> to the school of YouTube. So... Uh-huh. Yo, man. So I started like, you know, researching on ADHD and, and um, I would hear the different um, symptoms. And I'm like, that's so me. You know? Wow. My, my wife came from upstairs like, that's you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yo, I need to, I need to like um, go see a psychologist and, mm-hmm. and, and the psychiatrist. So yeah, I went there and um, did a bit of evaluations mm-hmm. and, and they told me, okay, you, pre- you, you seem to be in the spectrum. And now they explained to me so much about ADHD. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that explained all my life. It really explained where I would feel my struggles, where I would, I would, I would, I would struggle with sometimes attention, I would struggle with uh, sometimes focus and sometimes ultra focus. Mm-hmm. So the more I learned about it, the more it kind of explained to me my ups and downs in life, mm-hmm. um, my strengths. I think that's what you were mentioning in terms of superpowers, yes. which is really good because people nowadays are good in, in showing their positives and negatives to everything. So if you look at it on the positive side, then you can use it better. Now you know how to, to take advantage of some of the strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of like found out about about the fact that I, I'm definitely in the spectrum, not extreme ADHD. Mm-hmm. Because he also told me, funny enough, your life has been quite okay based on your school, education, your career, your relationships. And normally ADHD, you struggle in all those areas. Mm-hmm. But that's how he, they also helped me evaluate it. Because I worked with different um, um mind specialist with psychologists, counselors, what. So it all helped me get the knowledge that, yes, there are areas I'm not very strong in, but there are areas I'm actually very strong in, and there are areas that I've used to compensate for the areas I'm weak in. So, like, my emotional intelligence had to go higher. 
mm-hmm. because you know you're struggling in so many other areas so you have to know how to deal with people yes. you have to know how to deal with disappointment you have to know that so they were like so you your eq has actually also really improved just because of your weaknesses in some areas um yeah so so for me I, i'm like damn it's so good to know your self awareness to know some of your issues because now you know how to use them right yeah but then obviously by the time you were looking at those symptoms yeah. you know over at yeah. the school of youtube mm-hmm. you were able to pinpoint yeah, yeah the yeah. times in your life yeah. when the symptoms had manifested so yeah. can you tell us can you take us back a little bit and show us like when yeah. did you start to notice so i'd say um one of them in school i'd struggle with attention in class mm-hmm. so especially if i don't like the <laughs> the, the, the subject right. uh, my mind just you know wanders eh? uh-huh. and uh, I'd be like what did I learn and and I'm like struggling like you know I can't seem to get it or I would read stuff and I'm there then later on I'm like what did I read and how come I can't remember so I'd always have to find a way to keep that knowledge in my mind you know mm-hmm. my short term memory realized is not that good has never been that good you know mm-hmm. so I struggle with names I struggle with stuff like that So for me um when I look back at such things I look back at I'm very last minute so I'm like I push things to the last minute and I have no <laughs> choice and I'm like why do I keep doing this to myself you know but I'll still hack it yeah so I'm like yeah I've always been last minute and and those are some of the the, the things that that come out especially for that because your your motivation can be delayed unless you have no choice mm-hmm. yeah Then I would notice that some things then I would be very ultra focused. Um anything I love it's too hard to pull me away from it. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, you know, I struggle with that. So I would notice that even in my bringing the things I'd really love to do that would make me forget the things I should do. Right. <laughs> you get that's another issue when it comes to ADHD. You uh-huh. sometimes ultra focus on things you love mm-hmm. and the things you have to do or should do sometimes you 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 is so like oh that was also part of it. Yeah. Um, my social anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would, I, would, I was very socially anxious when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and um, and also being a perfectionist, really wanted to be right. So all when I'm seeing the symptoms, I'm like, damn, that's really speaking to me. Right. And I always felt like awkward in in scenarios. I always feel I'm different, and I don't know why and how I'm different, but I'm just different. So you feel like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. However. Then now your strengths like I I have really good pattern recognition like like even when I was doing my IQ tests to to enter high school I I recognize patterns very fast um I look at so I can be able to look at a scenario and identify oh that's what's happening and that's what's going to happen so I can be a prophet <laughs> I'm just joking but that's what we said but that's like a prophet you're really being a prophet I'll be like well you can find if this will happen because you kind of already understand patterns, patterns yes. of society patterns yeah. of 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 culture mm-hmm. and 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 I, I never knew that that's actually my strength so I wonder how is this person not seeing that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the one who has a problem because I have a lot of self doubt as well so so yeah so for me it ended up now in my older age when i now you know in we're in our 40s now so you're being able to now through help from other people being able to identify this is actually my strength mm-hmm. this is actually my weakness mm-hmm. so so those are some of the things i noticed as i was growing up like the things i would know that our few people don't know mm-hmm. 
And there are things that I would always struggle with that I would be ashamed about. Why can't I do this right? How come I'm missing this? But now you understand it's your brain setup. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have a question though, because yeah. your your life is yeah. split into two. You've got your academic side, the yep. side that studied architecture, and then you've yeah. got this music side. Yeah. So between the two of them, which one was the side that you loved and ultra-focused on, and which one was the one that you put to the side? So I was very lucky up? because both of them I loved. I chose, mm -hmm. I chose uh, a degree I always wanted since I was in standard six to be an architect. What I didn't realize is what I was attracted to was creating. Right. It didn't have to be in architecture. It could be in anything. So the, the thing I was passionate about or the thing I loved to do was to create something. And it came in the form of architecture because that's the thing I was like, oh, this is a profession. You can do this and be paid for it. I was asking my dad. <laughs> then I asked my bro, someone can draw drawings and then they turn into buildings? Yo, I got to do this, you know. So I, I tried to get, um, to make sure I pass to get that. Mm -hmm. So I got it. And when I was in school, I'll be honest, my studio work, I was like an A student. My theory. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. My, if you look at my transcripts, it's a joke. It's like a two different <laughs> Like this guy gets A's, yeah. <laughs> it's like every season easier. Because I, I struggle with studying and, you know, remembering things. If it's something like history, I just will struggle. But if it's something like maths and what, where it's logic driven, mm -hmm. I was strong in that. Mm -hmm. So, so in terms of designing and creating, I love that. In terms of music, creating and coming up with lyrics, coming up with sounds and beats, I love that. Mm -hmm. So, so both of them were reinforcing just that they had different um, materials. Right. And one is melodies and beats. Another one is uh, spaces and um, structure and stuff like that. And I suppose in all of them, there are patterns, right? I mean, that is yes. the rule of creativity. Exactly. Find, find the pattern, find, um, understand. For me, so I, I'll say one thing I, 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 now I tell even artists, my friends, is um, the ability to know how to design music mm -hmm. as opposed to create music. Because mm -hmm. once you put the word design, you're talking about uh you're doing it for someone else. Mm -hmm. You're creating, it could just be creative for yourself. Right. You know, as an architect, um, you had to design homes, design cities, because you had to understand it's for someone else. So you have to study that other person and understand what they want and understand what will make them get what they're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. So even my family, I want a home that will make us this, and you know, we're very private, and blah, blah, blah. then you design it around that. So even in music, you need to know what do guys want? What mm -hmm. do guys feel? What, do, what, 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 what can I do that can make them really connect with my music that they're willing to spend on it? That's where you get, you're not a designer. But if you're just creating it, you, you almost don't have an end person in mind. And you're just like, I feel, I will do. <laughs> and if you're lucky, they will like it. Mm -hmm. But 8% of people are not going to be lucky. So there's a, that's, that's something that I realized over time. Um, but I've always had that in me that I'm always going to be like, okay, this is not just about me. So mm -hmm. I think that was one of the, the things that worked out for me in my career that I would always be like, I'm doing it for someone else, not for me. So that's basically design. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, you said something very interesting that, I mean, look at you, yeah. Nameless. You're social, you're out there, you're on stage mm. performing for thousands. Yeah. And you have social anxiety. <laughs> How do these two things exist know, in right? one body? I, like, <laughs> I honestly sometimes look back and be like, wow, I can't believe I'm the same person. Mm-hmm. I've met um, my, my primary school teachers. Some of them are like, we still use you as an example uh-huh. in school where we're like, this guy was the shyest guy. We can't even imagine the same guy on stage. And I've adopted a whole different personality, right? And um, that one was because I liked creating and, 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 and writing music and designing music, as I say now. But I was like, I don't want to perform it, mm-hmm. okay? I don't want to have to go in front and perform it. Mm-hmm. But when I started, got into music, I got into it by just chance. Someone told me, you know, you can rap, rap for me, a verse here. I liked the feeling. I was like, I enjoyed writing the music, recording it, and people liking it on radio. Then I'm like, but now to earn from it, you have to get on stage. Okay, wait, I have a question. Yeah. So you're in high school. First of all, what high schools are we talking about? Oh, so I was in Straff, meaning Mm -hmm. into a Straff. Straff, yeah, Straff, yeah. That is not a musical school. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, we didn't have a drama club. Like, what is that? How is that going to make you earn in life? You know, like, science, physics, chemistry. That was our thing. Uh But, um, you know, at the basketball court, guys are rapping because Snoop Dogg had just come at that time and Uh Dr. Dre. So, you know, one guy is rapping here, another guy is giving another guy a tip. Those days, it was tips, eh? Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, have you got the, the latest chronic, chronic album, man? The doggy style album, yeah. So, so of course, guys would be there just rapping. Yeah. Hey, this guy can rap. Hey, this guy can rap and stuff like that. But I knew that's not something I'm going to do for life mm-hmm. because there's no one I could look at, unfortunately, in Kenya that time that should be like, I want to be like that guy. Even Kinahasu hadn't come out by the time we were in high school. So it was more like, it's nice, it's a hobby. But it's not a serious career. Yeah. yeah. So you focus on getting architecture and we move on. Um, so for sure, that side of that bone was never developed to perform or it wasn't developed in high school. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. At home, I would do fun things. I'll try to write ideas, scripts, write even some raps, but it wasn't nurtured as much. Right. And I was okay with it because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, it's not a serious thing at that point. It was in campus I met a friend of mine called Neto in first year. And Neto, Bernard Neto. Bernard Neto. I know he'll always say, I'm the guy who created your career and introduced you to your wife. He always tells me that because he actually introduced me to Wahoo and introduced me to music. So just for context, like who is Bernard Neto in the grand things? Bernard Neto, I mean, he went campus together same year. He's he's very art-based. He's come up with... So many people have interacted with Bernard because Mm -hmm. he's like, he's one who came up with the first uh, uh, university awards in in university. And um, he, he did many things like pageants. He did plays he was just that guy who wanted to create things and mm-hmm. being a friend it kind of rubbed off for me i'd be like what's he doing sometimes he makes me do stuff i don't even know how, how am i trying to make a, a banner i've never <laughs> done this and now he has already gotten this deal we have to, have to make a banner so i'm trying to paint banners and stuff like that so through that i got pushed honestly pushed mm-hmm. into getting on stage and i never enjoyed it i hated it the, mm-hmm. the feeling of just being there and feeling judged and what. But 
at some point, I kind of liked the writing side. And when I won a competition, when I was in, um, it was in Capitol, uh, Modoni Buika, shout out Modoni Buika, man, and Ted Josiah. <laughs> there was a competition. Me, I'm mm-hmm. just there working a night shift job. I win the competition. And all of a sudden, I do, do Mega Ride and it becomes a big song. And now I have to present it on stage. So now I'm forced to fight with my social anxiety because I'm like, nah, it's nameless. I came up with the name nameless because I also didn't want to be known. That's how bad my social anxiety was. I honestly didn't want even people to know it's me. Like, I'm like, you're being called into something you want to do, but you're too scared to do it. So you're still using methods of keeping your anonymity. So I was like, I'm nameless, I'm faceless. I used to go with a mask. So I used to go perform with a, like Zorro, with a big Stetson. Oh, wait, do I remember that? Yeah, I had, I had a period of that. <laughs> yeah. I had a period of Stetson, long kabuti, like uh, yes. Undertaker, and a mask. Yeah. And that was actually a way of me fighting my social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Get. So I felt like I'm wearing um, an outfit, but it, the true sense, when people keep asking, why do you have headgear, why do you have eyewear, and all that, it kind of also helps me wear a personality mm-hmm. that, that now kind of like, manages my social anxiety. So over time, it's been 20, I'm going to be celebrating 25 years. So over time, I have kind of like grown out of my social anxiety. And mm-hmm. I don't think I'm now as, I still have it to some level because it's still in my DNA. <laughs> yes, yes. But I've found ways to to navigate it um, in a way that I've built a career around being a public figure. Yet okay. my inner core is... Um, introverted okay and socially anxious so i've just found i just found uh, coping mechanisms so let me ask you something yeah you're you're right now you know you're wearing your anti-social anxiety where are you putting words in my mouth young lady <laughs> i never said socially no. anti-social wait, wait. No, yeah, i meant i'm just so, playing, yeah <clears throat> Has anyone outside of your family ever seen you without, you know, your dual um, glasses? Not, not in my nameless days. Because okay. it began to be part of my brand identity. Uh-huh. So my brand identity also being nameless. So I, I did also like, I also don't like being put in a box. Because okay. I don't know, it's very interesting when I look back at myself. I've never, um, I'm, I'm always not sure I might change my mind. So even when I picked Nameless, it's because I kept trying to get a name and I kept changing my mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm called, I'm like, the mechanic. <laughs> well, I didn't like how that sounded. There's a time I was being called the mechanic. Like I used to wear overalls and I'm with those shows of NATO. I'm like, the me- next is the mechanic. And I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't sound nice. The next one, I'm Slimmy Tolls. <laughs> That still didn't sound like, so I'm like, okay, how do I create something that if I, I don't feel I have to change? So that's how Nameless came about, right? Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted not to be boxed in a certain, in a certain way, right? So um, even when I was like, how do I remain mysterious to some level? Um, I was like, let people know you, but also have something for yourself. So... So the mystery of people not really seeing my eyes, not seeing my forehead. Others are like, Akona Kihara! 
the theories. I'm, I'm sure they are. I was doing my work and he's doing my work. Congo, they call it. And I'm like, guys. See, we do this. How yeah? about to just show them who you really are? So yeah. You take them off right I just, now. Yeah, you've just decided. <laughs> I do my 25 years. And I just come and I'm just like, I mean, even my toy will be like really monsky. Like really. Like you can't have kept it all that long. I mean, I feel like it would have to be a major stage in my life yeah. for me to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not there yet okay. where I'd be like, I'm revealing something to mm-hmm. enter a different stage in my life. But now I have to be true to the brand, yeah. uh, Nameless. So Nameless, um, it's also that, that it's, you know, headgear and eyewear mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the physical, yeah. the physical, um, yeah, brand, yeah. So mm-hmm. let's just keep it like that for now. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah. now then, right mm-hmm. back to that night that you first met uh, your wife. Yeah. And she's also a very, very famous musician. Yeah. Wahoo. Yeah. Um, we're all familiar with her. Yeah. But then... I got the feeling social anxiety manifested around that scenario as well. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I, I met her on on the first time I was being forced to get on stage by NATO and she was also there with some other artists, I think, uh, Peter Dera. And mm-hmm. she was just, no, no, she was actually herself. She, it was one of her first shows alone as Wahoo. But she had more experience than me. Yeah. She had been performing probably a year before that. For me, it was my first time. So I came out of the stage and I was so embarrassed and I hated every minute and I was feeling so bad and I was like, I want to sink in there, you know. And then she's, she tapped me and told me, that was really nice. And I'm like, really? You're just trying to make me feel better, you know. And um, no, she's like, no, you know. And she kind of like was giving me some encouragement. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her again like, no, by the way, when I'm so poor. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, and then um, we just started talking from there. Uh-huh. And um, it started very, it, when we look back, when we sit down and look back and be like, we were, we, we, we kind of like became very, even on the day, day one, she says what, I was just being myself. I wasn't trying to be smooth. Uh-huh. Um, and she was also just being herself. And we kind of like became pretty close uh, uh-huh. very easily. Yeah. And very, I felt very at ease with her as much as I was looking at her and thinking, um, she's out of my league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was already very confident on stage. student. <laughs> I was just finishing first year, so I was like, <laughs> with some sandal, dry sandals and all that. So I was in my head, I'm like, ah, she's out of your league, just have fun. But slowly by slowly, we're like, yo, I kind of like you and, you know, kind of like me. And then mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, let me try my luck. And Nicoletta, my lines. Nicoletta, my lines. You my lines, I was like, I use lines and humor. I always tell guys, if you don't have money, have humor at least. Thank you. Check yes. mama at least yeah. so that she forgets you have got money. Tips for the men out there, you know. <laughs> so so that kind of helped. And yeah, and, and without us knowing, we we, we started a, a life partnership. Because, uh-huh. um, yeah, we, we we shared a lot in terms of, of our hobbies and stuff like that. And it's, you know, we helped each other. We pushed each other musically. And in school, she always reminds me that my degree, she owns half of my degree. Uh-huh. Yeah, she just because she helped me on one or two pinups. <laughs> She now owns <laughs> half my degree, really. So yeah, so yeah, so that's how it was. We 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 um we kind of like really supported each other throughout 
mm-hmm. our different um she was at the time she was into miss universe she used to do pageants so you can imagine yeah she's winning some pageants and me i'm as insecure as they come <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm losing this girl. Like, yeah, it was, I was, the beginning, the first two years or three years, I was uh-huh. pretty insecure in wow. the relationship. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you can't, it, it doesn't seem like oh, it. Oh no, it was, it was, possible. initially it was because yeah, you connected with this person. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. It's really nice, but she's winning competitions and traveling the world. Right. And you're just this second year student <laughs> who has no <laughs> nothing to his name you know and you see guys, guys throwing yeah. their darts yeah. in front of you in fact some of them are doing it just to stress your life Yo. yeah, yeah straight up so okay. so i would I, i had my moods even used to call me moody monsky <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. moody monsky because i i you know i would, I would fear that i'm going to lose her mm-hmm. so so i had i always know that i look back i had that a mom, moments of 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 high level insecurity right but somehow managed to manage through it but with the fear that you might lose her mm-hmm. yet you might do something good um and then nikap become nameless yes what i mean nikapata attention nikaanza kusema okay even me niko na kitu sasa mungu akanionekania <laughs> so uh-huh. so um that also boosted my my self confidence right so that helped honestly it helped because i feel like if if i didn't have that i would be you know it insecurity really begins to bog down relationships mm-hmm. yeah when you're insecure about yourself you you don't know how you're contributing to the problem yeah yeah because you're just like no i mean i would support her there's no time i didn't like support or want something negative so i was always there with her in her competitions the uh, uh, beauty pageants always trying to do things for her to win and then you're left there alone <laughs> yeah so so but it was it 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 helped that i also got my own break mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay mm. and now you've been married how many years so we are doing 18 years this year oh my god yeah we are uh, our our marriage is an adult Uh, yes, amazing. our marriage is an adult and we're doing 25 years basically together. since we yeah we knew each okay. other because we did yeah before even musically we, we got in fully mm-hmm. we'd already done like one year um mm-hmm. or two years together yeah so right. so we're just talking about the other day and we're like wow we've been together 25 years we've 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 gone we've gone through a lot together that's a lifetime that's a lifetime fam mm-hmm. that's a lifetime that's um um yeah by the time we're where we are right now it's like When we say life partners we are partners mm-hmm. yeah we're partners in all sense of the word yeah and how many children now now we're on the third children third children Char- third children <laughs> i hear you have a shout third out <laughs> you have a shout out today for someone yes, who's clothes yes, you're yes, wearing yes 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 i was just like you know when i entered here you're like okay what are you wearing <laughs> i'm wearing my daughter's college jacket <laughs> But I bought it. Okay, okay. Yes, well, thank okay. you. So when I was in on tour, I bought this jacket and she saw it. And she said, that's mine. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, that's yours. <laughs> and and that time she just wears my stuff. So she just see my jacket, my mm. hoodie, she'd wear it. So today I wore it and she looked at me like, "You're wearing my jam like, yeah. Uh-huh. It's your birthday. Happy birthday." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so she's turning 17. Oh, um, yeah, happy birthday to me so. I I I keep saying to me so taught me um purpose in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah because because uh, when I became a father I was like wow 
now someone else really depends on me. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it really made me understand what purpose is uh, at that age, mm-hmm. you know. And we just, we just gotten married where you're not doing stuff just for you, you're doing it for someone else. True. So she gave me a, b- a big introduction to, to, to seeing life in a, in a bigger, bigger way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's, she's, she's definitely been a big part of my growth because she, she's a lot, she's picked a lot, she's a lot like me. So I, I look at some things I've not even taught her and she already does. And I'm like, so some things you're just born with. You know, mm-hmm. so I've always had that thing where I see both sides of every situation. Like I can't stop myself from seeing both sides. <laughs> you get, yes. that's why I don't get as angry mm-hmm. because I'll be like, that guy did this. But then I look at his perspective also. Then I'm like, why aren't you getting angry? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not getting <laughs> angry because I, I mean, I get irritated for sure. But I've, and she has that kind of thing where she kind of, she kind of sees both but before it used to come out like I'm being on the fence. And I'm like, I'm not being on the fence. Mm-hmm. It's just that I can see, I, I'm trying to see that other perspective yeah. and, and not only my perspective. So there's some personalities I think people just ha- are just born with. Um, and then also she can be pretty rational. I, I think I, I'm more of a rational thinker than I rationalize a lot. Like before I get too angry about something, I'll rationalize it. Okay. And move on, yeah. So, so it has. She's also helped me understand myself better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yeah. is excellent. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we mm-hmm. shall discuss um a little bit more about Wahoo and Nameless. Mm. Stay tuned.